Hello and welcome once again to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil speaking and this week we've got coming off of Dave's Shelf 2008's Body of Lies directed by Ridley Scott. Uh, Dave, uh, mm-hmm. how you doing buddy? Uh, why this movie and uh, why now? I shall answer those questions in chronological order. I'm good. What was the next question? <laughs> I don't remember. How you doing? <laughs> why this movie now? Was that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And why right. this movie and why now? It's only been 68 episodes <laughs> or so. Uh, I get, I get why you might be a little confused here at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do we do this? Okay. Um, well, it, it's, it is pretty random. I'll, I'll admit to that. It's, it's part of the batch. It, it is part of a batch of movies I took home with me when we closed the video store down and they were handing out a mm-hmm. bunch of freebies, if you recall. Or, yep. or really good bargains before that. So in one of those two batches, either I paid two, three bucks for it or our boss's boss said, hey, just grab a bunch and, and have your way with them. So that's part of that grouping. And it, it, it survived multiple uh, garage sales, much like uh, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs and uh, the package. And the kid. And, uh, yeah, the, the kid did survive, and, yeah. which I didn't know until afterwards. <laughs> I'd watch it on Netflix, not assuming someone had taken the kid, but it, it is still there as well. I wish I had the poster. So, and it's a movie also that falls into another category that uh, I struggle with is I put it in late at night and oh, yes. I don't get eight minutes into the movie. It could be just a matter of a few too, too, few too many wine coolers. Uh, actually, I never drink wine coolers, but <laughs> I always want to say it. Uh, <laughs> And that was it. <laughs> Too many Bartles and James. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, so th- th- that's where this mo- this movie kind of falls into. So I've always been curious. And so I haven't seen it. Uh, I've seen the trailer for it, but hadn't seen the movie. So I think, well, let's let's do it. Let's get this on there. Let's get let's do another Leo uh, Russell. We haven't really. If I don't think we visited a Russell Crowe film, so I thought there's a lot of options. Why not this one, this random one from 2008? And it has um, Mr. Strong in it as well, which uh, we saw in 1917. So uh, those are basically uh, the reasons why I chose this movie this week. Just wanted to get it out there. Uh, I'm really curious to know what your initial thoughts are about this film. Well, David, I appreciate you asking. And... uh, Given the, the the 68 or so episodes, I know my role in this moment is to tell you uh, that uh, I did not like this movie. Didn't care for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought uh, a little meandering, a little bloated in terms of time. I thought the plot was pretty thin. Characterization is pretty limited. Like There just really wasn't much to really hang a hat on uh, when it came to this movie. And I, I was really surprised and, and a little disappointed. I had, And I mentioned last week when you mentioned that you were selecting it this week is... I honestly have like a, a, a mental fog of what this movie was, as you mentioned it. I was like, I do not recall yeah. anything about this movie. I don't remember the trailer. I didn't remember the poster. I didn't remember anything. And you should have. When you said it, I, I was completely flummoxed. And as soon as I sort of looked up the the movie to you know to figure out what the, what the hell I was looking for, <laughs> I was like, oh, I remember that poster. It was one of the le- my least favorite posters I had seen. Like again, uh, working at the video store, yeah. it just didn't pop. Like I think it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a bad poster. I didn't watch the trailer because I, I like to go into these movies as blind as possible. Yeah, I respect that. Uh, 
And again, it, I, I didn't, I haven't seen it yet, but but I, I I feel like this movie, and then I saw that it was directed by Ridley Scott, and I thought, okay, well, this has yeah. got some potential with exactly, uh, with the yeah. cast and and, and that uh, director. I thought, well, this is going to be has the makings. You know, I was almost disappointed I'd somehow missed it. You know, and then I watched it, and I thought, no, there's a reason I missed it. Is is because I think it's completely inert. I don't think it it has any real weight or, or gravitas. So, and Ridley Scott's obviously a very prolific filmmaker. We can talk a little bit about his filmography a little later, but. You know, he churns them out pretty pretty good, you know, two or three a year sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one just felt really, frankly, uh, dull. Um, That's, I didn't find it particularly engaging at all. Yeah, that, that is one of the words. What are your thoughts, you know, having having only seen it now just this first time? You know, we're both Oh, yeah, that was the, the third same question, page. wasn't it? That was the third question you asked, my yeah. initial thoughts. Yeah, yeah, but you'll get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, dull was definitely a word that came to mind. Um, I'm always a bit hesitant watching movies with this subject matter especially when it's you know rooted from from American view uh, but mm-hmm. I, I did think it, I, it did stay it did stay within certain parameters just allowing the audience not to focus too much on the political imp- implications and just take the movie at face value it's a spy versus terrorist uh, I have two analogies Phil uh, I'm gonna give them both I have a car one and a, and a and a food one they're very short of course the food one I think our <laughs> fans know that well after they, they knew that was coming when I watched the trailer. <laughs> I see the trailer. I watched the trailer years ago, so, and it's like yeah. a it's a buffet. And then I finally watched the, the trailer is a buffet. The, the trailer is a buffet, and I finally wa- okay. go to watch it years later. I'm too late. There, like it's there's nothing there but a little bit of rice. There's not really much left uh, over for me to to really enjoy. And it's also and like, what is there maybe is like burned to the side of the of the of the yeah. No, of, no, the, of the bin, you know, maybe yeah. that's it too. Dried out, dried out, rotted even. Exactly. I wouldn't go that far. Easy. <laughs> I didn't hate it. <laughs> it just didn't satiate my appetite. Can I? Is that does that work? Mm. Satiate my appetite? Yeah, sure. I know it didn't satisfy, but I wanted to get fancy this week and use some big words, so didn't satiate my yeah. appetite. It's also like a, like a it's two, 2022, so it's 2008, so it's like a 2008 Ford Mustang with a custom paint job and. Now in 2022, the the paint's <laughs> chipping off, Phil. It, it, it's chipping off. Uh, it's just a regular Mustang now, uh, which I like. I love Mustangs. There's nothing against that. Uh, I didn't love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, I, I was a little bit disappointed, especially seeing the trailer. I was hoping for a little more, I think, action. Uh, and I think you're right. I think it did kind of drag when, it, when we're looking at time uh, it didn't quite fill that but it's not i'm trying to think of bad things i don't really have anything a whole lot like negative to say i just don't have a whole lot of positive to say either so i'm kind of left in in no man's land here in the middle it's like it's a it's a be- it's a great idea I, I like and i love the characters the actors in it sorry i just i don't think it executed on on that top tier top tier level right so that's kind of my thoughts. Yeah. So you should you should watch the trailer I, I, just to see if you, you kind of see what I'm, I guess you'll post it later. But and then you can uh, what I'm seeing like compared trailer to. Uh, well, I I see how you can cut a trailer out of this movie. I mean, ultimately that's the point of a trailer, right? I mean, ultimately it's designed to yeah. sell the movie, right? And I think the only way you can really sell this movie is is showcasing some of the explosions, some of the assassination intrigue, and so forth, because everything in the middle. Uh, again, I, I didn't feel uh, compelling whatsoever. Um, you know, I, I think my big issue with this movie, at least watching it the first time now, is it's the uh, it's the lesser version of movies that we've seen before. In fact, mm-hmm. I would suggest Uh-oh. 
that it's the lesser version of movies we've covered. I mean, way back into our first episode, even. Yes. You know, I think there are elements in this movie that are, coincidentally, directed by Tony Scott. And I get the impression when watching this, and and, and, and once I saw Ridley Scott was attached, and I thought, as it started to unravel, let's say, the movie, I thought, oh, this is, it feels almost as if Ridley Scott's trying to do a Tony Scott movie, because there are so many, to me anyway, so many elements of Spy Game in this, and that was, I think, 2002, maybe? Yeah, I, um, I can remember 2001, I was thinking, maybe 2002, but yeah, I think early 2000s. Could be, in that region, in any way, and I thought that, even though I didn't love that movie, I definitely thought it had more energy, it had better character relationships, it just had a better resonance, yeah. you know, there, there are certain things that stuck out a little bit more in that, certain scenes stick out as being, you know, more effective, and uh, general plotting seemed somewhat similar, I mean, obviously it's been over a year since, since we watched that movie, but... It just felt like this is very much in that vein without any of like the charm and charisma I thought that maybe Redford and Pitt brought to the brought to that that movie. Yeah. And then also I thought there was some elements and they may be a little, you know, maybe a specious connection. But uh, I would say the the enemy of the state is another one that 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 this kind of has pieces Mm -hmm. of right whether Mm -hmm. it's the um satellite you know the tracking of the satellites the drones and this kind of business of kind of knowing where everything is and then obviously once we get to the ending there is a bit of a tony scott uh uh you know and and the movie with a with a gunfight you know and just sort of allow it to unfold so those are two things that as i was watching i just thought like well shit his his brother did this movie better and it's not as if ridley's uh unable to do it you know he's made very you know compelling and interesting and and action-packed and you know movies so it's not it's not like a lack of talent right and obviously leonardo dicaprio and and russell crowe have done great work in many other movies i just felt like this movie almost immediately just felt uh, a little redundant you know i was like you're you're making this movie you're not bringing anything new to the table you know there's nothing there's nothing compelling as i said or nothing interesting about the plot there's nothing new there's no new angle to it there's no new you know, d- d- delivery, you know, there's nothing about it that, that breathes anything new into the genre. And as a result, I just felt, again, getting through the movie, I felt like, well, this is, I'm kind of, it's dull, like nothing really pops. I didn't re- really connect to some of the intrigue I was really hoping for, like a little bit of a, a political uh, drama or something even in like uh, Clear and Present Danger, which we also spoke about, right, right? where there is the, the, uh, the man on the floor, on the ground, and the and the man in the office, you know, kind of competing or having a sense of fighting one one another, you know, or, or any of the any of this sort of tension between them. Uh, I never really got that between DiCaprio and, and Crow. I thought both characters, though, sometimes kind of annoyed one another. I never got the you know, screw you, I'm doing it my way kind of vibe, or that the man pulling the strings was so sort of diabolical or had alternate alternative interests or ulterior motives to you know make it happen i just felt like it's just not compelling yeah i would agree it's their chemistry didn't click much uh, unlike uh i think redford if we're going to compare uh redford and, and pitt i mean i i love leo and he's a very charismatic actor and he brings that to all of his characters and i find leo even if he he's doesn't either doesn't have a great script or he just doesn't quite nail the role i see his effort in trying to to make it good it doesn't always mm-hmm. land but he's done a lot of movies where it, it does land and i always get that from him 
I, but the chemistry between him and Russell, maybe it was because it was on the phone for the first. I mean, they don't meet each other until uh, close to the one hour mark. Yeah, I, I do. There's elements about the relationship I like. I just don't like how it was created. And I think that's one of the things I did find faulty with this movie is the relationships as we'll go through this film and talk about other some other scenes. I don't like how they initiated or they got created. I didn't necessarily mind where they w- went, though I think obviously there's a plot device uh, are, are pretty clear in some instances. I just don't yeah. think there's it didn't start off on the right foot for me for any sort of introduction for the most part. Now, I must say that uh, some interactions did, but when it came to those two, and they're, they're the leading guys, they're, they're selling this movie, it, it just wasn't, I don't think, at the level of what you would have expected from uh, a movie of this magnitude. What I, what I thought, again, look at the trailer, like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And it just, it didn't just get to up to its potential, especially with a gentleman like Ridley Scott, who's very talented and has done a lot of amazing things. And again, I, I don't, I don't dislike this movie. I just, I just think it just, the big, as you saw, big bloated is a pretty good word that you use. I don't get a little bit bloated. One thing I do worry about uh, in these movies is I'm always concerned that it all, the mo- this movie will ultimately lead to confusion. It's like, who is this guy again? Who are they talking about? What's this guy's name? Uh, like, <laughs> like, and yeah. I, I thought sometimes that gets lost. Like, why is this building on? Like, what building is on fire now? And, and I'm like, okay, now that makes sense. I didn't really get that from this. It was was pretty straightforward. I, I didn't find myself wondering too much of what was going on. So it wasn't that that I got too like convoluted. Or like, what's going on? I don't understand. And, and it's funny you say that. There's a couple of times where I did feel like that. And in your first watch, something as simple in my first watch, like it wasn't until the second. But even like the first scenes, and and we, we can go yeah. back into it. But there was just like I was like, is he getting tortured? Like you know, I was like, yeah. is this. Is and I was like I, I was confused because I thought is this like him I thought is the movie a back like a flashback you know I I was thrown right away and and that's my own ignorance maybe I was a little dazed and confused and then similarly obviously we'll get into the scenes but like Oscar Isaac shows up and like the guy that he after he dies and you know spoiler alert to anybody <laughs> listening who hasn't seen the movie which is disappointing uh, <laughs> he dies. And the guy they get him to re- to replace him, like six minutes later, in my view, I was like, looks exactly <laughs> like him. He does, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, are you ter- like? So again, I'm I'm feeling like, am I missing something? Like, is this supposed to be the like? Why do they get fat Oscar Isaac? You know, I don't. Anyway, so there were a couple moments and and a little bit of why is this house on fire and like yeah. what does this even mean? And it's supposed to have this like portent. But I, I didn't really see much of it. And they kind of did a favor, and, and, and I mean a, a commentator, but they did kind of do a favor a couple of times where they, and I think this is just like in some ways it's because everybody is so nondescript. But mm-hmm. when, you know, so-and-so has an impact on the plot, it like shows you the quick flashback to the moment that they were last seen in the movie because otherwise it's just another guy, you know. And, and I think that's, sort of, again, a failure of character. Like there's nobody to kind of. Yeah. hang to and hang hang with so yeah. i agree with you 100 basically in that it is a fairly straightforward kind of plotting but at first i, I was I, I right away thinking where am i what's happening yeah that's my own ignorance when, when i watched it the second time the little things that did come up were pretty pretty uh, pretty clear i, I think mm-hmm. it just took too long to get to that whole idea of well let's do this 
Well, yeah, you should have yeah. done that about 20 minutes. Actually, you should have done that right at the beginning. That's a great idea. <laughs> Why you got chasing yeah. this guy all over and not, you're not making any headway? It's like you're going, yeah. you're doing the same thing over and, and getting the same results. So they're typically, they're obviously insane. And I I didn't like when it didn't grab me. The movie didn't grab me with. Russell. Even with the big explosion in the first three minutes? Yeah. Well, that might have hooked you. <laughs> <laughs> Something does blow up. I thought, you know, Dave's uh, in it. Dave's hooked. It's not, that's not, yeah, that, again, again, that's subject matter I'm not a big fan of. Uh, yeah. it, I'm not drawn in by that sort of violence, I guess. It's a, it's a very sure. kind of sensitive thing. Uh, so I wasn't like, okay, oh, well, it's so cool. And like, that's not cool. <laughs> it's really not cool at all. <laughs> And then you have yeah. Russell Crowe's character, and he's talking. And then I don't mind the transition of he's talking to himself and 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 copying yeah. onto the computer. And then he's talking to the people who are clearly don't give a shit and they're not even listening. They weren't interested, it seemed anyway. The expressions yeah. on their face. But I wasn't a big fan of Russell's character introduction. Like it didn't sync well with the material and the manner and what he was presenting. He was a little soft-spoken, which I didn't like, and I didn't like his exit. And now I'm, that's a, maybe could be could qualify as a nitpick, but it just didn't feel right after his big speech and he's sitting down and then and then the way he leaves, it's just like, okay, all right, well, well, that's interesting. I don't know. Something about it just that didn't click in for me. It didn't completely ruin it. I watched it the second time around. Uh, I could hear a bit better because I put my headphones on because it's a little bit later. So I, I want to hear it loud without, you know, waking the neighbors. And it was a little bit better. Uh, but I don't know. What were your, do you have any initial thoughts with uh, the introduction of, of Mr. Hoffman, Russell's character? Yeah, I, I think ultimately I thought the same is that, you know, it, it just never gets any more interesting to me. But I mean, there's okay. So there's a piece of this that I appreciate the, and again, if the movie had kind of made a bigger uh, point to it, or like a, a, a sort of dug in a little bit more to the idea that someone can do his job in his pajamas while, you know, eating sushi on a <laughs> boat yeah. at five in the morning, you know, or whatever the case, Sick. and it compared to the guy that's like in the in the thick of it, right, under gunfire and, like, putting his life on the line every minute of every day, don't want to get caught and, like, exposed and, you know, tortured. And, you know, if that is the dynamic and there's animosity involved and there's dissension mm-hmm. and, right, like, then that is a is a, is a a compelling narrative piece, right? Like, there's there's now character built. But the fact that, that Crow plays the role so kind of casual... Aloof, maybe, and even? cool. Pardon me. Aloof. Yeah, maybe? all of it. Like, yeah, yeah, totally, kind of dis- disengaged to the to the procedure. Yeah. Um, that I have no. There's no feeling about it to me. I, I just was like, okay, well, you're there, right? But he's. It's not a. In my view, anyway, it's not a very uh, uh, compelling performance because the character has nothing to do, right? He's just like an overseer and gets a couple of phone calls, gets a couple of speeches. But doesn't really propel the movie, and when he when he does, it's usually in aversion to what Leonardo's goals are. But they're not playing it up enough, in my view. Where again, we get a compelling conflict. We just get kind of bullshit chatter back and forth, right? Whereas to me, it's like if you're 
if you both have if you're if it's a power struggle, right? Again, it's, yeah. it's about what this movie could have been, and I think at the end it chooses all of the all of the paths to mediocrity. You know, yeah, it, 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 it goes sort of straight down the middle instead of yeah. anything compelling. So again, you're not having the fights that saying, you know, we each want to achieve this goal, and one guy is way off, and one guy is off in another you know direction, and there's some jockeying for position. You know, it, it, there isn't any of that. Again, mm-hmm. clear and present danger is like my memory of that is, you know, we, we want to do this thing and you want to trust them. And I say, don't trust them and forget it. Right. And now there's conflict because of it. Yeah. And that Whereas made that, that's part of the this, movie that made that great. I just, I love the tension between Jack Ryan and, and the other, the other guys. Uh, yeah. Zerny, Henry Zerny yeah. the character anyway. Yeah, exactly. There's some push pull between the yeah. bureaucrats and the right. And, and this movie doesn't have any of that. And so even when, when Hoffman's, uh, as a character, when when Crow kind of goes and like fucks up the mission twice, you know, all he wanted was patience, and you blew it, and you know, all he wanted was this, and you blew it, and you keep, you know, you're you putting your fingers in the pro- in the problem. Well, I would hate that motherfucker. You know, I would I, I wouldn't want anything to do with him. Right? Or there should be some conflict. Anyway, so it just doesn't deliver on that. So his character introduction being kind of aloof on the phone. Uh, and explaining the situation, and, and uh, you know, to the audience, and, and his sort of first interactions with with DiCaprio, are all just a bit boring. It doesn't really compel. And again, as a, as a performance throughout the whole movie, I don't think he ever really elevates the material or his character into anything interesting. He's just sort of there. And his one character trait, it seems, is that he likes to eat <laughs> yeah. uh, and, at, at random times. And it's so casual his job that he gets to just sort of like run this operation while going to soccer practice. And I guess that that's supposed to be something about the mundanity of office you know, bureaucracy and the CIA or what have you. But I don't think it really nails it. And as a result, it just comes across as kind of silly, I think, at times. Yeah, there's a couple of points. I, again, I think there's the failure to commit to... Because I think there is some, some decent dialogue between the two and there is conflict between the two. But because it didn't set that in the first few scenes, it didn't quite land uh, as much as it could have because obviously there are points for leo's character you know he pushes him off a chair calls him fat he's clearly upset but then he's there you know a few scenes later he's like okay you know whatever i'll go back to yeah. him i'm on for you i'll do anything for you and i don't know why i i, I don't know the first time i watched it i felt like i, I, I was driving leo's character to can to put him back in there and i think there's yeah. just something that at the beginning that i think we needed to really draw us in to those characters and I just think I don't know if it was Russell Crowe or or how it was written I just I feel like he didn't really want to, he didn't commit to any type of character right off the bat and play that opposite uh, role of Leo's character who's in the in the nitty-gritty and I think I have one thought about him being on the phone and, and, and answering the call and doing big like making these big decisions while he's doing everyday things he's coaching soccer he's having breakfast mm-hmm. and all those things uh, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a symbolic a symbol to display exactly what they're fighting for like just the freedom uh sure that's okay one, that's one thought but i thought it was laid on a little bit heavy in in in, in my opinion is kind of obvious like oh like he, they're making a point of it too much that he's doing these casual things yeah i don't think it to a fault, but it kind of stood out, and and I think it could it should have been a little bit just more you know more in the background where it wasn't so apparent to to the viewer, just a little bit less. But that's just uh, an opinion. I did I did. Well, kind I think of pick again, up on that. Mm-hmm. 
I just thought it was a little silly. Like we talked, like I, you know, yeah. like I mentioned earlier. Like I, I just think it's so obvious and so over yeah. the top, or like not even over the top, but just so it's definitely obvious, obvious and yeah. and consistent, right? Like every time he's just sort of. And again, I, I I guess it's trying to say something. I just didn't really understand why or what it was saying, and as a result, it just came across as like light and unnecessary. And again, you're trying to balance. I think you're trying to balance this. You know, the tones of this movie. It's a serious political international conflict kind of movie, or it's the silly guy eating sushi on a boat at six in the morning, yes. uh, making jokes about divorces, and you know, it hasn't there's just that. there's it, yeah. like it hasn't earned yeah. that kind of something because they didn't set that up. I think in the beginning where you can have those yeah. jokes between the two. It's like it's like meeting somebody for the first time. Like we have our banter, Phil. We know each other. We know you know things we say you meet somebody for the first time and you're making these jokes and like, um, and I've known people that do that. And maybe I've done it too. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I don't know you well enough to make that joke. And because yeah. we, we haven't, this relationship hasn't been set up for us. Obviously it's there. There is a backstory that we're not a privy to, but since we're not, we are kind of left in the like, okay, I don't know. It doesn't quite yeah. sit. And that's why it feels kind of scattered. A little bit. I've definitely made that mistake. I I, I, I was introduced <laughs> once to to uh, one of my best friends, girlfriends at the time, and you know I just sort of took his and my sense of humor and just like planted it right on her, uh, and it was like uh, I just sort of made all the jokes that I would like you know mess with him, him or yeah. say some you know, and I just sort of I made it to, to her, and I, I remember <laughs> later thinking. Well, well, I don't know that went over. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that went over very well like, because cut, I just cut. assumed that, like, <laughs> yeah, like I just was like, oh yeah, we've been friends for ten years, so of course, you know, she's gonna understand me, and and uh, you know, anyway, it was uh, not a disaster, but I remember thinking like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I got called out on it. I think a little later too, like, uh, yeah. dude, you're kind of a dick, and I was like, oh, I could be a dick to you because it's, you know, like that's how we yeah. do. But anyway, so I agree that this movie sort of it just presents the this character as or this relationship. Clearly, they've been they've known one another, but I do get the impression that there's no it's 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 a difficult thing when the movie tries to to thread the needle between uh, trying to establish a relationship that's been around for a long time, yeah. while still creating a dynamic where things are new, which is to say that if 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 yeah. his and and Leo's uh, relationship is always like he's a bleeding heart and he's more clinical, then then this time, as they're fighting about it, feels like it's like this new conflict. But if they've been friends for 10 years in the CIA for 20, you know, 10 years or what have you, then yeah. they probably would have come across these similar things before we got to the table. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to sort of show familiarity as well as trying to introduce a new dynamic to the, to the wrinkle. And I don't know if this movie really successfully does any of it. Now, I, I will say that uh, obviously... We talked. We mentioned Ridley Scott. You know, we don't need to get into his credits. He's again clearly a, a very talented filmmaker. I just think that this movie doesn't really do much with his talent. Um, but anybody that made Alien and Blade Runner uh, is a, is good enough for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there's there's certainly many 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 others, uh, uh, but those two alone uh, are enough to get. Uh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. I mean, you know, kind of a, a free pass. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Gladiator obviously as well. You know, The Martian. The guy's just just done uh, a, a thousand producer, things. Producer, director. So yeah, he's got yeah. a long, long list. We'd spend a long time. Uh, he does things for TV um, as well. For like the executive yeah. producer on a lot. So I came and get down to the list where he's 
his direction. I'm still going through the, the producer stuff. So yeah, uh, he also. I mean, I do want to mention just uh, you know for to be timely. I do want to say that he uh, did direct uh, Will Smith's favorite movie, uh, GI Jane. Uh, in 1997 <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah so but I, this movie was written as much as I think the script is, is a real a real letdown I don't think there's I never felt like there was really a lot to it he directed Robin Hood? Uh, sorry he wrote The Departed more than uh, okay oh yeah really Scott directed Robin Hood yeah that's um, two years later with Russell again let's give it another yeah, go he worked a lot with Russell Crowe he did Gladiator oh, he did yeah, that he did like a year in a, in He's his guy. Tuscany or I don't know, something. He was his guy for a long time. But the writer, William Monaghan, wrote and he wrote The Departed uh, a couple years yeah, earlier with, well uh, with Leo. Yeah, I think it, maybe it was certainly nominated for an Oscar. So again, like not a not a, a writer that's sort of a hack necessarily, but uh, he won the Oscar for uh, The Departed. But it's not a it's not a. Nothing about this movie really stood out as being interesting to me. Again, like not from a plot pr- perspective, there were no real dialogue that really jumped out, and some of that could also be performances. But uh, nothing about it really stood out. And on the technical side, I didn't really care for the score. didn't didn't pop it yeah. at me. I didn't. The, the editing didn't really do much. Like, there really wasn't anything on a technical level. Again, for a director like Ridley Scott, who's kind of known for his sort of technical prowess, really didn't deliver anything uh, interesting in terms of technical choices you know I, I didn't really find the energy it felt again a bit dull you know i think about black hawk down which came out a couple of years yeah i was earlier. gonna mention that and i love that's one of my favorite movies it's great not most too it's <laughs> those helicopters yeah no doubt no doubt but it's got a lot of energy right it's also a little bloated it's also got you know a sort of big movie but it, it goes at a clip you know i mean it, it suffers a little bit of the who's this guy they all look the uh, same a lot of um, yeah, a lot of actors in that one too a lot of names uh, yeah Absolutely. But again, just a movie that has some real punch to it. Whereas this, I never felt there was any any of that. There was nothing pu- pushing the movie forward. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a detriment to the movie that I think, it, again, it fa- <laughs> this is why I think ultimately I think it kind of fails, uh, you know, and why it never really, you know, it comes out. And, and I think, again, right away, the presentation of the sort of tor- the, the torture scene just after the the quotation, you know, those to whom evil is done do evil in return. I mean, I think, again, it's trying to be lofty. I feel like this movie wants us to think about the travails of this kind of conflict, you know, uh, in in the Middle East in particular and torture mm-hmm. and, you know, Guantanamo, they make reference to it at some point, you know. So if you're not above anything, we do it, you do it, we're each sort of, you know, uh, guilty of it. But again, I don't, I don't really feel like it really nails that home either. And while it opens with a sort of a torture scene with Leo clearly in some sort of conflict with it, right? He doesn't... He's not on he board. Doesn't, he's, not a, he's not happy about it, right? Yeah. Uh, but he's also not an angel, right? Like, so again, he's not playing the guy that's saying, like, we don't do this. We're Americans. We have to stop. Like, he, there's never that moment of defiance. It just sort of sits idly by on the side and lets it all happen. And I feel like that's a lot of his characters throughout the movie. Yeah. He, again, I, I like Leo. I do. I think the sec, my second viewing, I kind of got a little more in tune with his struggle. Uh, but the, mm-hmm. at the first, I felt it was, I wasn't sure he was just kind of all over the place. I, I, one minute, I think this is what he thinks or how he feels about this. And he wants out. And, and then a few scenes later, like, no, he's, he's almost as bad as, uh, as Hoffman. And so I was just kind of back and forth on him. So, uh, but I guess it was just maybe 
trying to display that inner conflict. It just how it was executed wasn't uh, as fluid as I would I would have liked it to be. I, I also thought that I was expecting more action, and I, I I did the action sequences were that did exist. I thought were nicely done, uh, like between the explosions and the camera shots. Uh, nothing too over the top. I don't if, unless I'm watching Expendables, and that's what I'm I'm here for. That's what sure. I'm expecting. Yeah. I don't want over the top action if the, if the movie has other is supposed to be bringing other elements because I find when you do that it kind of takes you away from the other elements of, of the movie the the story that it's trying to tell you have this really good story and all of a sudden there's just this stupid action sequence that's just way off the charts to reality uh, and just mm-hmm. showy I guess in that way you know uh, in that sort of uh, world but. I, I like the first as we get past as I accept kind of the intro and and the crow scene that we talked about and then we get Isaac Oscar Isaac and just to talk really briefly on him I like this guy I buy things movies I bought it just because he's in it and he's one of the few, yeah. few bright spots I think in this in the latest Star Wars saga the last three personally oh I gosh think. I think yeah, he's one of the I mean, better thing. Like if I was going to list I think he uh, of yes. what I liked in the, those movies he's probably towards the top. Right below uh, Mark Hamill. It'd be nice if they gave him a character because he himself is like a, a nice guy to watch, you know, yeah. inside Lewin Davis and stuff. But he's there's no character. Poe Davies or whatever his name is is like, yeah, there's nothing to him. But he's still a, a bright spot, I suppose. In, in yeah, just, dark, yeah, dark, exactly. Dark I just think he brings something. Uh, <laughs> and I've seen a couple other movies. I, I forget the name of one. I may bring it off the shelf because I did like just buy it in a bin. And yeah, I forget the name of it. It's about a townie. He owns a garbage disposal company, I think it is. Anyways, yeah. and it was okay, but it's just I'm just kind of drawn to his character. So I liked seeing him, yeah. and it's like, oh, well, this is a young Oscar Isaac because it's 2008. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was excited to see him and sad to see it go. But that whole sequence, you know, how that kind of panned out with the with the RPGs and and the scene with a little bit earlier than that, where just the the shooting. Uh, sequence i thought was really from uh, well done from a, an action perspective i don't know what are your thoughts around that i know you're not a big action guy uh, when it comes to that's not your draw uh, but how did you feel uh, how that went as far as or just in general this movie do you think even not being an action guy could this movie have used a little bit more to kind of keep things keep things rolling i think ultimately the movie is when it goes into sort of action mode i think it's Again, a little bloated, particularly, I mean, I want to go back just a minute too. I do like, and we talked a little bit about Russell Crowe, and I, I meant to comment on his speech there, is the idea that, I mean, I, I like the principle behind the, to make the future, yes, that's if, you, good if you go back to the past, if yeah. you go back to the past, this is, I, this is the only, one of the very few like dialogue notes I have is if you go back to the past, it makes the future uh, it, it makes it very difficult to find in yeah. the future. Yeah. And the, the the analogy of, you know, the metaphor, taking all the electronics, your emails, your phones, your whole thing. And if, in a technical world, then now you're off the grid, uh, you know, and therefore difficult to hand. I like that idea. They don't really do much with it as a concept, but I think as dialogue and as sort of a, a principal nature, I thought this is this is effective. Like I, I do I do kind of enjoy uh, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought, you know, introducing Isaac, uh, same. I like him in most er- everything I've seen him in. And this is, it's a short, you know, when you introduce him to me, particularly in maybe 2008, in, in hindsight, I'm thinking to myself, well, how long until he dies? <laughs> right. Yeah. It just felt like this. It yeah. felt like this. It, 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 he's got the trope. 
you know, yeah. of sort of being the partner slash best friend. What yeah, have maybe. You, that's a good that, point. Had I not known him That's just now. me, right? I've seen so many of these movies. It just sort of, it felt like this guy is is the is the 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 sacrificial What's lamb uh, it's to, initiation to, it's, it's oscar isaac's initiation okay here's your first movie you got to die in it but you're gonna have a, a brighter right. career you're gonna be one of the heroes in uh, the star wars universe so hang in hang <laughs> in there right. don't don't <laughs> chin up yeah don't, don't feel so bad but yeah uh, but I, I did kind of like the the sort of the the first scene that those two kind of go on and this is again a little bit of the the sort of action bit the problem is is i did not like the unnecessary it just felt like this is the scene in which you get in the middle of all this it's sort of maybe you're building some tension about what's going to happen they're going to go pick up this informant you know the martyrdom is trying to sort of sort it all out and isaac's got that like i don't cut my head off like just shoot me i don't want to do that thing mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden he gets a call leo leo gets a call from his Law- lawyer, lawyer yeah. like about the house like what and then he looks up and and oh yeah, yeah there's the sat like what you know like oh yeah there's the satellite that's been watching me Hey guys, leave me alone. Oh, okay, we'll back it up. What the fuck is happening? Like, I feel like, like it looks like nothing. He's like, you're gonna blow the operation. You're taking a phone call from your lawyer <laughs> in the middle of the goddamn desert. You're blowing the operation. Yeah. They're just watching. Yeah, that's a little. Um, so like right right away, I'm like, I'm out of the whatever tension may or may not be building in it. And anyway, so that was like a, a real like I don't understand that. Uh, I do trying kind to be of clever and you know just trying to yeah. be, be funny and it just wasn't the time or the place. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it did. It just didn't. I, I was like, I, I, I think you're trying to put this stuff together, and I didn't really, I didn't really buy it. And then this whole sort of trying to get the the guy, and and this is where you get to see Russell Crowe and Leo's sort of main conflict, or, or at least understanding is like you know they they portray uh, Leo as the the heart of gold. Right. Well, I just promised this guy asylum. Yeah. And it's kind of like in the spy game, too, right? Like, what? If you remember. Yeah, that's the thing. It's identical, You're kind of really. Playing, you know, that's the thing. I kept thinking of that movie when watching this. And though I didn't love that movie, I was like, I would rather be watching that than this right now. Yeah, um, even the soundtrack. Because it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't get there. Like this yeah. movie just doesn't get there. And so the idea that, uh, you know, I offered him asylum and well, tough, you lied. That's your, you know, you have to go break it to him and what have you. Yeah, they're all bad. And right? uh yeah, it, like it doesn't matter, right? He's gonna die one way or the other, and then obviously he gets killed, and the you know very Leo soon kills after him, that, yeah. which effectively Leo kills him. Yeah, which is an interesting scene. Keep going. Oh, I was just gonna that scene yeah. specifically. I I kind of like that. I think that was at least it was shot well. Uh, you mm-hmm. know the 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 position he was in was very lucky where he had that shot. He just happened to be kind of in yep. the right place at the right time. But I think aesthetically, it was like, oh, that's pretty clever like he had the shot and just the way he pulled out the gun and and performed that that yeah. small scene i thought i liked that i thought that was okay i didn't it didn't bother me like okay i'm okay with that because those can go no actually i like that too yeah. i like that too and but my issue with that scene is only right happens after is again i'm waiting for the moment where russell crowe is the is the rogue Right where he's he's off the 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 beaten path, let's yeah. say, with the CIA, or he's at odds because everyone else in the room is like, "What happened? What's going on? What you know, whatever." And and he kind of makes this like subtle like shit, you know, and like and then leaves the room to talk to Leo, and Leo's like, "Just so you know, I killed him," and they have this whole conversation. But I got the impression at that moment that like that wasn't the plan, right? And, and CIA didn't know, or the, the people that were watching didn't expect it or what have you. So it's like, okay, well, who's running the show and like, who's really in charge and what's really going on? 
I did I did not mind the scene in which you know the sniper scene as it were with Oscar Isaac you know just before he yeah his demise where you know it's it, so those that scene has got a little bit of it doesn't have tension necessarily because I think it's over too quick but it's shot, shot well, well. Shot well. like yeah. the action is shot well yeah. the the I like the squibs I thought it looked realistic yes. you know without yes. being too too uh, yeah too gross for lack too of gross. a better term gratuitous yeah so those are things that I definitely could I appreciate that kind of connect to yeah. yeah exactly I thought well this is again because he's a you know a, a very you know a great filmmaker it's like that's what I expect I want more of that not necessarily more of that violence but just more of that style like uh, something to kind of put the movie together and they don't really deliver. And so the, and this is just to get back to the initial point around the action and stuff like that, where now it turns into like this chase sequence in the desert and there's two military helicopters and three Nissans and dust spinning everywhere and RPGs. And, you know, like I get that this is the world, don't get me wrong. Uh, but just felt like this is overdone. You know, it's a little, um, I thought a little bloated, right? Not not bad, but just sort of like extreme and mm-hmm. necessary. And of course, again, you know, DiCaprio is, survives the blowing up of this building and this car crash and the RPG and you know uh, everything else that kind of gets thrown upon him. Whereas obviously it had to kill Oscar Isaac. So that whole sequence of events, I thought, well shot. A little unnecessary, but but I'm not out of the movie. Uh, it just isn't elevating. I'm just kind of it's treading water. Or just yeah. just yeah, it's just treading water. It's just yeah, that's a good yeah. that's a good well, thanks. good point. I show yeah. up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's the reason I've watched this movie? Uh, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I think it just could have yeah. used a little another scene or two. I mean, that's to me really really the only action scene you get for the most part. There's a couple little ones later but nothing that kind of yeah. nothing memorable because they're not coming to my mind so maybe it's just yeah, I'm yeah getting older but but as we move along phil and it's treading water as we say we get introduced to to hani um salam and i was <laughs> go ahead i was just gonna say this is where it gives me kind of a little glimmer uh, of hope in this movie might get a little bit better because I, I I like um, th- this actor I, I forget his first name last name is Strong I believe yeah, Mark Mark is it Mark Strong okay and yeah. he's one of the strong I think he's the strongest uh, to use a terrible pun yes. uh, of the three character of the three actors I think he delivers probably the best character and performance out of all three i don't know if you would agree with that i mean it's a up against leo it's a you know some tough competition well, but i think he, uh, he did a pretty fan, uh, fantastic job yeah i, I will say uh, i have one other note before this but i, I will say for sure 100 percent that mark strong is the most compelling uh yeah, yeah most watchable Watchable, right, like yeah. so again as a character, I don't know that he's I like his scenes. doing much for me entirely, but I like watching him. I yeah. like I like his what he does on screen. I like the way I like which his he aura. delivers his lines. I think like, his uh, hair needs some work. In fact, I think everyone in this movie, everyone in this movie, I think has hair problems. He's got a bit uh, of. I, um, I didn't really care. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bit of. I read this somewhere too. They they compared him to Garcia, Andy Garcia. Oh, and I okay. got a little bit of that. Like for, if you think of Ocean's Eleven or Twelve, kind of that bit of a character maybe sure i guess so i think it just felt like uh i didn't like dicaprio's beard i didn't like crow's sort of brush i didn't like crow's look at all 
I didn't like I, about I, I, the hair. It just felt like, I, and I'm not usually one of those people, but I was like, this is this looks unnecessary. Look, it's <laughs> unnecessary. In this movie to me. It just looked yeah. like not fake. It just looked out of place. It, it just yeah. seemed seemed like but, it didn't go with the care. It just I don't know. Something didn't set right with his look. I wish I think Russell yeah. Crowe could have just looked like Russell Crowe, and let Russell yes. you know do his thing. And I think they would have been a little sure. better off. Yeah. So I, I I agree with that. I think the movie definitely. I don't want to say picks up because it never really gets there, but I think Mark Strong is definitely really a, a compelling a- actor. What I thought I, you were going to say maybe was the introduction of uh, Michael Gaston for his uh, one scene. I yeah, thought you were going to. That is before, isn't uh, it? <laughs> yeah. That's I thought like, that might be the moment that you get <laughs> a little perked interest as in you could reference your beloved Jericho one more time. I, well, uh, I was going to let, let you off the hook. Uh, you know, it's funny because he, he seemed like. Very similar to the character he played on Jericho with his mannerisms and yep. his speech. I think. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was nice nice to see him. I, I knew I'd remember to bring him up at some point. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I haven't really seen him in anything else I, that, that I can no, think of. me but, neither. But uh, it, it was adequate. It was for the, for the one minute he was on the scene. I think he delivered. He, <laughs> he, well, to he me... I just thought that he was in the scene, but he was in a scene that I absolutely detest, and I detested for two reasons in particular. One is it's designed in a in a it's like it's shot in a way that's like the biggest American flag in the background, and then the sort of uh, other one in the office. It just felt like, and I have no problem against patriotism or anything like that, right? But I felt like this is Better a heavy-handed <laughs> moment. Just a just a heavy-handed moment is all. It was just sort of like the I didn't like you Leo's can stage lines. this in any. Yeah in any way, right? But my issue with it is that what this movie sets up, and Aaron Sorkin is a writer I love, and, and, and we've talked about him a, a hundred times and will continue to because he's, he's definitely an incredible it. writer. But one of his things, it seems, that drives me a little bit bonkers is he writes characters that are the very best and everybody else is terrible. So in something like The West Wing, it's like, you know, you've got a writer, Toby is a writer, you know, or, or Sam is the writer, and they're the only two. And so when somebody in the movie says, like, well, or in their show, like, why don't you give it to one of the staffers? And they're like, well, they're idiots. I'm like, well, you hired them. <laughs> you know, like, they work for you. Like, they, right? Or or in any of his movies or any of his shows, there's usually that character, right? And so to me, the way DiCaprio plays that scene, and they've written this, this guy as being the only CIA operative that knows anything, that can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. That is the smartest, the best, the brightest, the most, you know, uh, com- uh, connected and committed and whatever. So when his speech comes and he's like, you you know, presumably the CIA hires smart people. And I, gre- I get maybe not, right? But I have to like, I have the belief system that somebody at some level of the CIA is like being paid to do a good job. And this one scene, DiCaprio comes in and he says... You're an idiot. You haven't paid attention to this, 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 and this. And his only comeback is, well, I, I thought it was okay. I didn't I didn't really see. And it kind of just like tears him apart and kicks him out and like, give me everybody. I'm working with a bunch of idiots here. And it's like, uh, I, I just, I have trouble with characters that mm-hmm. have no, have no, are, are presented as being the best of the best of the best and everybody else be- is shit beneath In them comparison. and uh and that scene just like was was that and it's the only purpose for that scene is just to somehow show that dicaprio knows more than everybody else in the cia and i, I just didn't like that scene at all you know it's funny but I, after I, that go ahead yeah i was just gonna say this is why i think i had written down that for leo's character he seems a little out of place 
but he still delivers a good performance. And I don't think that whole scene that you're talking about, I don't, that's not, that's not Roger Ferris. I mean, that's for the rest of the movie, he's typically not like that. So I felt mm-hmm. that scene, again, it felt out of place because he's got that heart, a bit of a heart of gold, like you mentioned, and he wants to help people where he can and doesn't want to have to kill people if he doesn't have to. And then he comes in like, I'm the best, you know, I'm the best and everyone else sucks. And like, that's not the character that's been introduced to us. And that's what had me a little bit yeah. confused with the Roger Ferris character. And again, I think Leo d- delivers on the character and I can really feel him belting out you know, his lines and, and really getting in his role. I just don't think that scene had any place in the movie. And if it did have a place, like you said, not to that degree, he doesn't need to be the best. He's just needs to be pretty good. And I wish well, it, it would have been better with Gaston because stuck around a little bit longer. And we could get a little bit more. <laughs> well, just it just seemed like it was just extraneous to me, right? Again, it just added to the blow of the movie. I was like, this scene doesn't need to be there, and I don't need another. And then almost right after, when they finally set up the meeting with Honey, Mark Strong's character, Mark Strong immediately says, oh, you're, you're smarter than every other agent they've ever sent me, and you speak Arabic. And I'm like, you're telling me the CIA never sent you someone, A, that's smart enough to like get into the world, but B learned arabic yeah. to do a an a, a covert op i think it's a part of the requirement in, <laughs> in, in jordan for yeah. god's sake like what so it just felt like again it, it's just contrivance right i know it's a, maybe that maybe a little bit of a nitpick to me but it just like on the heels of i'm the smartest guy in the room and yeah everybody needs to it needs to like praise me and then the next scene is this like calm cool collected intelligence officer in jordan who was like ooing and awing over this guy that doesn't appear to be any better because he screws up just as much, right, in terms of his his, oper- his operations. And maybe it's just Crow that messes them up. Mostly. But yeah. again, it just doesn't <laughs> it just doesn't set me up as like, okay, so these are the best of the best, but like all these other scenes are kind of undercutting that. And it just it just got kind of frustrating at some point. Yeah. But I, I will say that Mark Strong is the reason why I thought this movie was even remotely uh interesting. Yeah. No, he really brings uh, brings it, and I think that scene would have been okay had they not had that previous scene. It was too much. I, I, Agreed. If you want, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, it just didn't go well together. To like I'm, I'm, ugh, you know, so leaving. It's yeah, too much. it just felt a little over the top. It's just a little yeah. too much because I do like this that initial scene. I like it a lot. I like that. I mean, other than the, uh, <laughs> you know, again, we talk about maybe seeing too many of these movies or whatever. Like Oscar Isaac, myself thinking like ah, he's probably gone. Uh, but uh, when you know four times strong Hani's character says to him uh, never lie to me <laughs> don't yeah. ever lie to me don't lie to me and in my head I'm thinking he's gonna lie to me oh clearly <laughs> this is how this <laughs> this clearly. is how this movie <laughs> this was... is the turning point for the movie at some point he lies and he finds out about yeah. it right? like it's a bit heavy handed but I like that scene overall that's just like yeah. it just made me kind of chuckle just how many you, times you they said it the, yeah you definitely knew he was gonna get busted for lying it was in general, yeah. I think yeah. the movie was kind of predictable, but not to a complete fault. Even even as we get to the ending, uh, I don't think mm-hmm. it was too too uh, too obvious exactly what was going to happen. You know, I, 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 Leo usually makes it, uh, but other than yes. that, I don't think it was too predictable. And again, a little bit of foreshadowing the lie. And I think there's another instance. Oh yeah, there were. Leo and Crow are talking. He's like, "You leave Karima. I think it's Karima. You're not gonna be bosh that. Leave him alone. Just be patient. Like, yes. like." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." I'm like, "No, he's gonna clearly <laughs> do 
do something. It's completely set up uh, for for that. Uh, yeah. But and one thing I do, one scene, because we're talking about um, Hani, is when he's explaining about this whole thing that Russell had set up, uh, Russell Crowe, or Hoffman and, and Ferris with this fake, the, the whole fake... Uh, sell if you will it was pretty yeah. obvious i know i'm kind of jumping ahead uh i just want to say what's what on my mind is at that For point sure. i can tell leo's you, you can tell ferris knows something about it i don't i don't like that yeah. that scene is like oh it's, he clearly knows something and here's the lie but 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 Hani's not picking up on it and i think he should have kind of picked up on it. it was like like it was pretty obvious something wasn't sitting well like oh oh where'd you get these pictures from <laughs> yeah you're, this is where he gets the dossier right when you're yeah. saying that scene later when he shows him the dossier and he's like oh where'd you get this yeah, yeah leo's got this like yeah totally <laughs> totally guilty look on his face yeah. the whole time yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, and that's another thing where it's like you're trying to set up these movies. It's like these guys are the best of the best of the best, right? They yeah. play up <laughs> Hani as this like the the when it comes to intelligence and Jordan, I am the king. Yeah. You know, like he's the guy, and he can't read this guy who's like sweating and like twitching and fidgeting, and you know, like he's clearly lying. Uh, and and if you're a CIA operative that's like calm, cool, and collected under pressure, and you've been in the in the shit for years. Uh, and you can't get, you know, you don't want to get out of it, then you shouldn't, you should be steely enough to not be bumbling and fidgeting and sweating. And, yeah, and so you're forth. the best. So, yeah, it yeah. does, it does kind of, it does kind of paint them in a corner. Now we about to, now we get the introduction of really, and we have, we're on a bit of a trend here and I, I'm hoping we can break it soon of uh, <laughs> why, why, why do these women uh, care about these men? Uh, in the movies, uh, or yeah. also, why do the well, in this instance anyway, and frankly, in, in the Graduate as well, is why is there any relationship whatsoever? Yeah, because I, I made that comparison. Much like last week's movie, yeah. there's no reason why this nurse and he, other than maybe a physical attraction, which again is that's totally fine if you if you're just like yeah, you want to raw dog it, right? You're just like <laughs> you're hot, I'm hot, let's do the let's, let's go, <laughs> let's do the and bad it's thing. It's edgy. It's edgy. Know? It's uh... If yeah. that's what your intention is, but they're not presented as that. It's all presented very chaste, right? Like oh, I want to let's may I see you next week and may yeah, I yeah, go for a nice her. dinner yeah. and my sister has to approve of you and like you're supposed to believe that there's some sort of relationship brewing. Yeah, he is wearing a wedding ring one week and not the second week, and all he has to say is we're divorced now, and it's okay. Uh, divorce takes a long time. I have to be honest <laughs> with you, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's too long in some cases. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I got issues. So with anyway, that. it just it just it, all of that whole stuff with her. It, it's trying to be cute. It's trying to be coy. The only bit of, that I I found any interest in was a little bit of getting called out on calling it like the Kuwait situation or like the yeah you know you know I I kind of thought well here is something maybe worth digging into. They don't, of course, because the movie doesn't do that. Uh, but I, I did kind of like her calling his, her sister kind of calling her out for like, oh, sorry, you just call it the situation. Meanwhile, we're living and dying here. Right. Like and, and I, I kind of think, well, that's worth exploring. And I, and I wish they had. Yeah, it, it doesn't really go out outreach past that. Uh, maybe it's playing a little bit yeah. safe. Again, there's there's points in this movie where the dialogue's pretty good. Like it's pretty. It, mm. The script is smart enough and it's well written enough. I just felt like it missed the mark on some relationship building, and and uh, the more they added to the plot, the more clunky and slow the movie got. And yeah. this is Agreed. a perfect example. Uh, and I did have I 
I did not like, you know, hey, I'm a crappy husband. I'm divorced. And I have rabies. Like, that's not a <laughs> Like that's the, you don't see people on Tinder. Uh, I'm six one. I do this and I have rabies or I've had rabies. It's not a selling oh, feature. Uh, that's the last Valentine's Day card I bought for someone. That's what I, that's what I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Damn it. And he's obviously lying about the snowboarding accident, so he's a liar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So again, you're right, and I didn't even think of it when I'm watching it. Other than being Leonardo DiCaprio and being charismatic, there's nothing yeah. else drawing to him and it's you know two different cultures that it's a little you know yeah. a lot of eyes are going to be on you uh so i don't mind them exploring that uh you know honestly i really don't i think that's a really interesting thing to explore i just wish they mm-hmm. would have spent a f- like five minutes or one more scene just something i can't really say exactly yeah. what it's just to develop that give me a reason to, to like him a little bit have a scene where they they're just able it, to connect it, it, something. Yeah, I, I, they don't give it to you, in my no, view. And they, they also, in no, terms no. of like the the eyes looking and the infidels and the right, like that one scene where he goes to shake her her hand and she's like oh. looking around and everyone's watching her and like, okay, that's a compelling, interesting dynamic. Let's dig into that. If that's the case, right? If it is, the, if it is the world that you're trying to create, which says you know, that they're star-crossed and they can't be together and there's some tension between that or, you know, mm-hmm. she, she's getting judged by her family and or her community because, you know, he's a white man or whatever, you know, the case. But they don't. They just sort of show the one shot yeah. and then move on. There's nothing else of merit or of value. And I think that's that one scene has two kind of moments where it's like, oh, this, is, this would be more interesting than anything I'm watching. Because the the dinner scene, when I speak about bloated, is completely unnecessary. And as a character, completely unnecessary. Even in Spy Game, she, the woman, at least sort of plays a factor, I felt. Like, you know, as I recall, anyway, a little bit more of a role. Not yes. a big one, don't Not get me wrong. One, but it was but like, is a bit It's a bit more pivotal to the to the plot, yes. to the story. Whereas in this instance, it's really just a contrivance. It's, a, it's to put someone in jeopardy. You've already killed his partner. So otherwise you would have him kidnapped. You know, in a different movie, you would have Oscar Isaac be kidnapped mm-hmm. and have that be the thing. But in this, you need the woman. So like that, uh, let's do that. Of course. Yeah. In the end, it doesn't really, I don't really care about it. And I thought her whole character is, is useless. I also didn't think the performance was very good. Like, I, I just didn't think that there was any chemistry really. I, there was nothing about those scenes that really did anything for me at all. No, it's certainly, it's not, it's not helping uh, the cause and, you know, those little things like that, which I sort of knew just from my experiences in life uh, that you, you don't typically, they, they don't shake your hand. Like if you, it's like a Muslim, you don't shake a Muslim woman's hand unless you're your family. Uh, okay. That's something I, I, I experienced that I remember at a call center once. Uh, and because we, you know, it's, a, you know, our Ottawa is pretty, pretty diverse. So you, you meet a lot of people and it's very interesting to learn about other cultures and, because uh, religion and culture all kind of get intertwined uh, sometimes and mixed up a lot of the time. But that's something you don't do. So for me, having all that kind of exposure, I didn't really like that scene. It was too, too uh, again, for me, it was too obvious uh, for me. I, w- I wish that had been a little bit more subtle. But again, I think it's just because of, of my experiences. I, I see what they were, they were trying to do. And the other issues I have, and again, maybe it's just me, is the attempts at using, you know, languages from from uh, Arabic languages it was just a little bit too obviously and I'm familiar with all these words uh, you know I, I use them 
And it's just for me, it's mm-hmm. like uh, they're, they're just making it too ha- uh, trying too hard uh, with the okay. with the uh, salam alaikum. And it's but it is realistic to the movie because that's what that is how they speak in Arabic yeah. country. So I'm o- I'm okay with that. I guess it was just for me, it looked like he was just trying too hard from where he's coming from. If that makes any sense like he's just tried to impress and obviously uh, i guess it worked because she was impressed <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't know but I, again well get- it seems to me that like everybody that he meets in there in in that country in any of the countries frankly because this movie shows like five or six is always impressed by the fact that he knows arabic at all like they're all ooh, you know even like i said mark yeah. strong and hani's character like oh you speak arabic oh interesting and right that's, and that's she's true. like oh you speak arabic that's really exciting it's like you know again he doesn't look like a tourist. You know, he doesn't look like a guy, yeah, that's you know, exactly, with a yeah, Fromer's yeah. Guide taking pictures, <laughs> right? Like, he clearly looks like he's in the world. So yeah. it shouldn't be that surprising. Exactly. That's, I think that's my, my, my dislike. Because I, when, I, when I speak Arabic words or other language, people are impressed. Like, oh, you know, I like, yeah, well, I'm a, you know, my wife's, you know, from Afghanistan. So obviously I've kind of adopted some of those of those sayings and I use them but I'm not CIA <laughs> or yes uh, and so yes. they are kind of like a, uh, I'm a redheaded dude from from the country so that makes you sense you look like a tourist yeah. like oh, if you I were to ever visit you would look like a tourist exactly. so it would be like oh gosh this tourist took the time to do this thing <laughs> yeah. if you had bone fragments of someone else inside your body <laughs> You might be inclined to know the language a little bit, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe I do. <laughs> Those bones you'll never know. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fair. So I guess that's my issue with it. Is that it seemed to be, you know, they're all like, "Oh wow!" It's like, well, no, he's he, he should, and he ha- has that bit of a look. Like he can kind of almost even pull off the look when you, you know, he's got the goatee, he's got darker hair. Uh, he kind of, you know, if he wore the clothes, he he would. I think I don't know if he did, but he he would kind of fit in. Uh, I guess so. Which is good for that line of work. <laughs> really. I think that's the whole point, right? You yeah. want to be in the in the in reason, the in the world. He's the reason why he's in that division, the East. I think yes. division, as as they kind of allude to. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, that that's kind of a thing. Yeah, I and mean, we're in this movie. I'm trying to like when I'm thinking when we talked about the Graduate last week, Phil. It was so easy for me, and I watched this movie twice, just like I watched the Graduate twice at same kind of intervals and in time and. And I could mm-hmm. remember the graduate scene by scene in or every in, in sequential order. It was super easy. Yeah. This movie, as as you see, I've, I've jumped ahead a couple of times because it's all kind of yeah. all kind of mashed together, and I kind of forget what happened first. I'm like, okay, and as we move along, when did the introduced to the women oh and when you got the rabies shot why do you get the rabies shot who are they chasing okay was this yeah. oh, who's the, oh, okay yeah so it's kind of not clear. Uh, though it's clear when I'm watching it, like it's I'm not lost, mm-hmm. especially the second viewing. I'm not lost in the movie, but it's all kind of just I don't know. It's just uh, it, well, I think it's what happens when there's no real peaks or valleys, and there's no real definitive or yeah. noteworthy or interesting sequence or scenes yeah, that it really becomes. Out. You know, again, I watched the first time, and I was so kind of dulled by yeah. it. Looking forward to the second that, viewing. <laughs> That the second time I was sort of like, well, I was like desperate, like, you know, not desperate, that's the wrong word, but like looking for something to care about or to like hook on because I was like, how did I watch two hours and 10 minutes of this movie and have left with almost no impression again? And this is the, again, what I was very surprised because it's got the director, the writer and the cast all being of people that, that I would in other movies loved yeah. Or, you know, could remark upon, you know, scenes or classic moments or lines or, you know, performances and so forth. And this movie, again, at the end of it, thinking, oh, okay, that happened. Yeah. And then two hours 
uh, another two hours later thinking, yeah, it wasn't any better. Granted, <laughs> it wasn't really much worse. Yeah. But it didn't, you know, but again, it, when you're, when you're kind of a middle of the road movie, it just doesn't, nothing to really be all that memorable. And I mean, I will say that I kind of enjoyed, just to get back to the movie on, you know, I liked a little bit of the, you know, Siddiqui plot, you know, as it were, to kind of create the... the yeah, that's a good idea. It's a decent idea. Yeah. As you said, maybe somebody should have caught it, come up with that before. There's some but, good stuff to it. You know, I was like, that's interesting. You know, so that's yeah. about the only thing that sticks out. And almost like the last, you know, we're at, that happens about an hour into the movie. And I have like four other notes after that, you know, like because... It's it's like the last thing of of real relevance or uh, relevance, yeah, yeah, of interest, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, and how they set that up and they kind of go about it. But I didn't like when they meet like Garland or whatever his name is. You oh, know, the, yeah. the other. Guy. I have a strawberry guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I was like, who is this guy? Again, first time I'm watching, going like, who is this guy? What? Why am I watching him? Yeah. And. He's the second time didn't really offer much more because yeah. I was still like, just oh, you're guy. just a new character for no, like, he's, you're just there. He's just you know? the guy. He's the guy that gets things done and knows everything and yeah. makes sure, like, he knows, he's got this, a list of a thousand people. I need this. I need yeah. this. Well, I'm going to find the perfect guy for you in 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, click, I, click, click. And yeah. it's a bit... I hate when that's it's like Defoe in Clear and Present Danger to me, where it's like, you know, he's the guy you go to when you get things done without any of the tension. As I said before, when it, when that we watched that movie, I was like, oh, this is a bad guy. You know, he's going to. Yeah, he's you know, he's got the makings of like, oh, he plays the line. He'll go to the highest bidder. He'll, you yeah. know, whatever the case. Cool and character. in this one, I'm like, oh, no, you're just a look like a janitor, you know, with a with yeah. a laptop. And the performance is no, fine. It's not an interesting character. It's fine, I guess. Like, but cool. I, it didn't leave me with anything. I was like, this guy means nothing. Weird. The performance meant nothing. Yeah. There was nothing about it of interest whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, other than the fact that they're putting together this sort of plot to basically frame this, this guy, which at the end of the day, they kill him. So like everybody that's helped him has been killed. Mm-hmm. In large part because of Russell Crowe. In some part, yeah. as they say later, I didn't kill him. You did. Or, or no, he says, I know you didn't. I did. Right? Like, so it takes some ownership. But it's like, again, why, <laughs> why is he missing I'm, it up? I, I I'm not that, that sympathetic to the way that you dispose of, whether it's intentional or otherwise, your allies. And I don't like that scene, other than Mark Strong being in it, where he meets Hoffman. And they're all three of them are in the same yeah. room. Some again, yeah. not bad dialogue, but I don't like Crow uh, uh, Hoffman. I don't. He's not a like. He's coming in so hot. He's yeah. He's coming. They come on. Like, like I guess there's people like that in those positions. Unfortunately, sure. I think that in every in every country in every sort of business or or CIA or if it's FBI or if it's just some some other company, there's always going to be mm-hmm. a few bad seeds who are uh, overconfident, cocky. Uh, just some bad attributes, and he is this guy with bad attributes, and I don't know why Ferris keeps going back to him. He keeps screwing him over, and then he does that again, and he he's like, "Oops!" And that's yeah, that line is like it's it's perfect in the trailer. It's misleading okay. though. They, in, in this, yeah. like, "Oops!" Like why you now you're messing it up for yourself? Like wh- what what's your end game? What do you want out of this? I mean, Mark Strong's character. Hani clearly is an intelligent guy. He knows what he's doing. And I think he's presented that way. And I think uh, Ferris knows that. And Hoffman should know that. They've worked together before. There's history there. What's the rush? Uh, And he has a line, well, he's in it for him. His his 
small time. He's in it for this reason. I'm in it for the global reasons. I'm like, well, either way, you get him. Just wait a couple more days and let. I just, I don't yeah. understand. At why. this point, it's been going on and on anyway, and they've already yeah. now. I, again, if there was a situation, and again, sorry to cut you off, but if we're talking about the moment in which. He, they get word, and again, this is just a, a pacing issue. It's a it's a structure problem to me. Mm-hmm. But it's like mm-hmm. if you're in a if you're under the gun, if you've been told that they're going to blow up something in Manchester, which we are, right? There's there's the video that surfaces that they get from the first guy, right? Which is him, uh, El Salim, writing or saying this sort of uh, we're going to blow something up in England, effectively, right? Like yeah. you know, it's on the horizon. Be prepared, you know, martyrdom, so on. Then to me, that movie could have been the ticking clock, right? And you don't have time to play games with with uh, Hani. He, he, you know, to hell with him. We got to go now before this thing yeah. explodes. He only cares about what's happening in Jordan. We need to worry about what's happening in the world. We've got to get it done. We've got to do it. We got to do it. But this movie doesn't do that. <laughs> you it know, doesn't. the the the, yeah. the the attack already happened, right? And 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 so there isn't that ticking clock to me. And at no point does it really feel like. The urgency that Crow is feeling, they've apparently done nothing or haven't found anything with this guy for months and years or whatever. Yeah. So what is what is the difference? What is another hour? What is another yeah. three days or what have it, you? With incapable hands, uh, you know? It's not like... Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like trust... With with men on the ground, with the trust of, of the intelligence. Yeah. In, in, in Ferris agency. is your best guy. Uh, Jordan. Right? Ferris is the yeah. best of the best. Yeah. We made that clear. Yeah. Sorkin's made that clear. So, <laughs> and he's on Hani's side. He's backing him up all the way. And Hani's the best of the best, yeah. right? From that perspective, but right? Like from not the having easy. any of either. It's like, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't care if you're the best. You're both the best. I need. I'm a control freak. Again, he's just showing bad character traits, and that's fine. I just don't think the yeah. movie really ever set us up properly for a lot of things, and I think that's another Agreed. one. That's why everything just seems not quite in place uh, from the beginning yeah. all the way to the end and there's sequences where okay there's there's glimmers of good dialogue and some uh, pretty decent script and some good ideas and it just i don't know it just doesn't all click together because i just don't think we're, we're set up properly i think that's really what the main uh, issues with this film is and i don't get why he wants to screw up because he's on the supposed to be on the right side um, and again, he does yeah. better things towards, and then all of a sudden he has moments. Hoffman has moments of making very few of making a decision, uh, or at least sounding like he's making the right decision. He's just got some some dialogue to, to back up why he's doing why he's doing. Like okay, maybe, <laughs> but gen- sure. generally but nothing, not. Yeah. Generally not. Agreed. I mean, he does have what he has. One of my favorite lines in the, in the movie. Uh, how relevant it is, I don't know, but he does say. You have to decide which side of the cross you're on. I need nailers, not hangers. And that is just a, a funny Jesus reference to me. Yeah. Like I just like uh, it's it's like it doesn't really it's like apropos of nothing, right? It's just like as if Monahan like had like a funny line in the back of his mind at some point. He's like, oh, I can put it in this movie. Yeah, you know, or maybe it's in the book. I'm not sure, yeah, but like, like that it's movie. just a line that sticks out as being kind of like, oh, that's kind of funny. Uh, I mean, he calls however, him fat. Like that whole he pushes him off, and that's funny. That I don't mind that scene. That's good. It's good, but sure. we weren't properly set up, or or this is the point where you should not go back to him. Like, I mean, this yeah. is this is a toxic relationship, really. 
between these yes, two. Basically. It's very toxic, and they need to break up. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't mind. Luckily, I don't mind where it ends up. Uh, I, as we'll get towards closer to the end, I, I am oh, at least okay with that. Um, but up until sure. then, I'm really not okay. Uh, I'm really not okay. <laughs> to, uh, the choices. <laughs> it just becomes such yeah. a, a movie that could have been so much better to, again, average maybe at best i mean this inspire again spy game like when you're just touching on race against the clock again another thing i think spy game did now there's some issues with it but i think how it was delivered uh, you know a little more crunch for time i think they did that much better i think they did you know just i think they just ticked more boxes in general and what they both missed on i think spy game just didn't miss so it wasn't so obvious of the misses i think uh, of the movie uh, for me i mean i think I think I enjoyed that movie. They both got seven on Metacritic, just to touch on that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but IMED, yeah. they both got seven like uh, from the critics. Uh, but when you look sure. at the personal ones, uh, Spy Game did did you know a little bit better for sure. I think it was. I have uh, no doubt. Five. It's just I think a better movie. Yeah, I think I think, everyone seems movie. to think. Even that. though, again, I didn't love it. I still think it's a better movie than this because this one really didn't deliver to me. You know, the last 20 minutes of the movie, we're pretty much wrapping it up as far as I'm concerned because there isn't really anything of note yeah. that occurs in these last few minutes. So between Leo kind of being, quote unquote, captured and the sequence of events that leads to him both being captured and then ultimately sort of escaping, I think it just it kind of ends a bit like like again a Tony Scott movie where it's like I don't know how to end it so let's just have everybody shoot each other there's mm-hmm. a piece of me that says there's no reason why this plot the way that it's been set up goes the way it does right where Salim is is saying you know what are you waiting for the cavalry you don't understand and Leo doesn't really understand it either to my understanding no yeah. and like he kind of maybe gets it when he sees uh, Hamambi or, or uh, Karima Karima yeah Harima sorry sh- showing up right like oh I know that guy but I don't think he knows what's happening, right? So he's just being cocky and like, you know, I get that. You're right. You're, you get your name, your rank, right? There's no negotiations. Like, I respect that. I like that they broke his fingers. I thought Leo delivered the, I'm about to pass out. I'm so yeah. in so much pain kind yeah. of stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I really bought that. Yeah, you did for sure. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. And, uh, but I, and I also liked <laughs> El Salim. At some point, he sort of says, like, what do you think is happening here, right? I do like the sort of confusion of, like, how are you, you You think you're acting in a, in a position of power when it's like, well, clearly I am in the power position here. Um, but the fact that it's like a split second from his demise and the door kicks open and and uh, Hani shows up in his suit and tie and, and, and everybody's dispatched and dispersed of and, and dispensed of, sorry, in such, you know, clean fashion. I'm just like such a... I'm looking at the clock thinking there's 19 minutes left in this movie and he's just now getting his fingers broken. You know, like what what could happen? Oh, I know. We'll just end it. You know, it just felt like that where it just was like all of the plotting. Oh, magically worked. We did it, didn't we? And it's like there's nothing there's nothing that says this this plan was going to work beyond what had already happened. So hey, I didn't really love the scene. It was okay. I liked, the, again, the violence of it. I liked this, the Leo kind of played it. But I thought yeah. overall, just like, yeah, it's easy. It's just easy. Contrivance. Does Hani oh, show and, up? And like the, does he sorry? actually show up on that scene? Like in that scene? Like he shows up to that? Hani does, yeah. Okay, I don't like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't like, I can understand. I'm okay with that happening, but he he's he's not the front line. Uh, yeah. he's, he's head of security. He works, he's more of the office. 
Uh, he runs yeah. the show from the Agreed. office, so he. Sh- I don't think he, he really should have been there. It doesn't make sense. He's the one that should be having sushi on a boat at 6 in the morning. Yeah. That's what's up with him. He needs to be that guy. <laughs> exactly. Delegate. <laughs> That's that guy. Delegate. Yeah. This is such a micromanager. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, the last scenes in the, in the hospital, uh, I thought... A little bit of gratitude. It's a bit like... Uh, <laughs> It's just explaining everything too much. Like, oh, well, I saw the yeah. blood. She's a nurse. Oh, the house was burning. Yeah, we did that. Oh, well, what about that? No, we took care of yeah. it. Like, okay, okay. Like, here's all the plot holes. You know, here's all the plot holes that we, we left in the movie. And we're going to explain them all in about 45 seconds. Yeah, look, some cold notes. that's yeah. it. Yeah, uh, I didn't really like it because so. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I think he could have showing a little more more gratitude guy kind of you know may have put him in that position but ultimately ended up and i do i do like that uh honey was kind of out of the movie for a little bit which i i alluded to earlier uh how i didn't find the ending predictable overly predictable i had the sense that leo was going to make it because you know leo typically does and it just it made sense with how much time was left in the movie and i'm like no he's going to get away Mm -hmm. and he's going to tie things up and, and that's fine, but other than that, it wasn't. Uh, it, it, I wasn't like, oh, what? But, but at the same time, it just didn't really have that tension either. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't super obvious, but it wasn't really that great at the same time. So, <laughs> uh, and I don't like that that scene, the hospital scene either. Like you kind of kind of said there, same for the same reasons. I just thought Leo should have been more calm and just like happy that he's alive <laughs> for yes. for one. And, and you know they had a I like I kind of the only relationship I liked, and again I don't really think they do a, a well enough job of of why does Hani like him? Uh, you yes. know he doesn't really prove anything to him other than maybe he some, spoke Arabic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little bit of word of mouth and, and that. Yeah. And, but it's the only thing. If if the rest of it was okay, I would forgive that. If that was it. Sure. But it's all the relationships in this movie. This is one I accept the most because. I think Mark Strong just uh, plays the characters so well, and him and and, and Ferris just have a, a a good, interesting relationship that I did like. Well, it's at least led. it's at least it's it's at least the one that we get to see that makes the most sense from beginning to end, which is to say that yeah, you know, we, we meet Russell Crowe and him, and there's already a relationship. And when he meets the the doctor or the nurse, that's a relationship that I, there's no way you can buy it. Right. Yeah. And so it's the it's only relationship that Leo kind of makes that you go, okay. Because even the relationship with Oscar Isaac, we kind of pick up yeah, that they've already been there. buddies. Yeah. Right. Ten so, years, two years, so, we don't know. Exactly. Exactly. So I do think that there is something to the fact that, you know, his and, and, uh, and Hani's relationship is, is somewhat interesting in that, in that way. And then, you know, the end of the end where he's cut loose and is getting yeah. baked goods and they're, the drones are watching him. And what's the last line? I think Russell Crowe says something like he's on his own he's on or his something own. like that. Yeah. And okay, right? But again, that. it didn't play up enough. Uh, again, it's not like a, it's not like Enemy of the State where he's being observed at every turn, and we're seeing you know things happen, or the reason he's being watched is to re- reveal something of interest or compelling or clever or unique. It's like the three scenes we see him being watched. He's there's not really much happening. He's getting a, a call from his lawyer. You know, he he's just uh, walking and getting some baked goods, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or he's shooting somebody in the, in the head for for snitching or for, you know, being about to snitch. Th- those aren't like he's always under surveillance and finally they can let go. Right. It's a bit like 
again, like Enemy of the when State. Will Smith at the end of Enemy of the State, it's like, oh, finally some freedom, right? Like yeah. we've now been yeah. watching his every move for two hours and now yeah. he finally gets free of it. Yeah. Or he doesn't. I, I can't remember how that movie ends. I think it is maybe it pulls back, as I recall. Anyway, but it is like at least plays with that dynamic, whereas this movie doesn't set it up enough. So it happens. You're like, okay, so he's off the grid. Well, fine. He's already said, don't watch me. And they pulled back when he got the lawyer call. So, like, they can just go back to him if they want. You know, like, what's the... The whole movie just ends on a dud. I, I remember just thinking, uh, even the even the second time, uh, I was thinking, or even certainly the first time, this movie just does not deliver on any level. So, ultimately, I, I don't know. I don't know. It left very, very unexciting, uninteresting, boring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know what your final thoughts are. I mean, I think we're probably there. I didn't even put this <laughs> yeah. to bed. What are your... Yeah, put her, put her <laughs> to bed. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you don't have anything else, to, yeah, that sums it up for the most part. I mean, it's a it's a popular well. The spy genre is, uh, and each trying to add its own touch. You have some that are established franchises like Bond and Bourne, and then you have these solos that are just a hit or miss, or we've seen a better version of it uh, in the past. And much like Spy Game, it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of hit, but mostly a miss for the reasons we've we've discussed. I think we were pretty much uh, on the same page uh, for most of it. I think ninety nine percent of it, we were pretty much in, in sync. Uh, I think it was a lack of action. Like maybe it was a lack of action, but the movie didn't blow me away. It just didn't. It just nothing. It didn't do anything for me to really sink my teeth into it. The plot was a bit I don't know muddled. I don't know, but it was relatively straightforward. But the payoff, Phil, you know how we talked about in Spy Game? It's not an amazing movie, but it had me on the payoff. The helicopter scene with dinner out. I'm thinking, okay, all right. And that just seems to make everything a little bit better. And outside of Mark Strong, who makes this movie a little bit better, unfortunately, it's just not enough uh, for the role that, that he's in and how much he's in it. So it just... It was, I didn't mind the ending. It, it, again, it was fine. It just, it, it wasn't like, oh, that's so stupid. But it wasn't, mm-hmm. it made sense. But it wasn't interesting. It made sense without being interesting. Yes. And then the, it's entertainment. It needs to be a little more interesting. So I had written here, decent film. Uh, and that's really being <laughs> polite and, and favorable. I'm really surprised that it had scored as well uh, as it did. But those numbers don't really typically mean anything but gives you sometimes an idea i do, this movie doesn't have replayability for me um yeah i again i i have it obviously it's on my shelf in, in dv on dvd so it might end up in a yard sale i don't know we'll see i'm not gonna you know, make any <laughs> decisions today. <laughs> Let me sleep on it. Makes sense. We've only just spent an hour and a half talking about how bad it is. So I can see why you might want to keep it on your shelf just in case. And you said you'll never watch it again. It's got no rewatchability. So I get how you might not want to make a state of position. <laughs> I don't like I'm on, on the merits of it. <laughs> uh, I might give it to a local yeah. charity. I have a, a box ready, ready to go. Um, I had it aside to keep. It was in the keep pile. Uh, it, 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 it's there's a good chance it may not end uh, stay in the keep pile, unfortunately. So uh, that's my final thoughts, Phil. What do you, my good friend, have for us 
next week? Uh, I think I have to first say I you said it better than I did, which was that it, it ended. It was just boring. Like it just it just yeah. the fact that it ended wasn't wasn't upsetting or wasn't like I didn't hate the ending. I didn't love the ending. It was just sort of there. And that's kind of how I felt about the whole movie. It was just yeah, there. Totally. Nothing yeah. of interest. Just by the numbers. Really yeah. lame. Yeah. Uh, as far as next week, we're going to do uh, Pleasantville. We're going to okay. go back to 1998. We're going to watch okay. uh, Pleasantville. And, and uh, for now, yeah. folks, uh, feel free to like, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, share, whatever you can, follow uh, this uh, podcast on all your podcast apps. Tell all your friends. Uh, feel free to drop us a line over at the Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave's Facebook page. Uh, we're always uh, welcoming any new followers and uh, answering any comments or questions you might have. Looking for your opinions on your favorite spy movies. Uh, so come and join along the way, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, at least you know where the CIA is now, Phil. So at least we learned something. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Thank goodness we figured that much out, if nothing else. Okay. And now you do too, folks. Thanks for listening. Have a good night.